brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. Fair trial. God, I'll get it right one of these days. Um, My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And Tyler Hardinson. Welcome, you guys. Welcome, welcome. Uh, You know what? I'm so excited that you're here to talk about Problem Child 3 with us. Junior in Love. It's technically a movie. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Now that's entertainment. Yeah. Um... This is the uh, final uh, final film in the Problem Child series. True. And uh, I think, you know what? We're just going to dive right in. Hi, this is me, Junior Healy. This is me and my dad, Ben Healy. He's the best. I love him and he loves me. This is my grandpa, Big Ben Healy. He's old, wrinkly, and mean. Believe it or not, some people think I'm a little devil. But I'm not. I'm an angel. An avenging angel. In general, I like people. I just got no patience for losers, whiners, criers, and fighters. This is Mortville Elementary School, where I'm currently serving a five-year sentence. And this fine specimen is my teacher, Miss Hicks. I hate Miss Hicks. And for some reason, she's not too fond of me either. But don't worry, she's about to take an early retirement. Alright, so what you just heard was actually the very beginning of the film because uh, <laughs> this film was made for TV. And you know what? There is no um, trailers or people ripping commercials for the film uh, onto YouTube. But if you have it on your old VHS recorded of episodes of Dinosaurs, please let us know. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got the timeline wrong there. TGIF. We'll just go with a general that's TGIF right. if you uh, have TGIF a TGIF was on ABC. This they could have cro- they could have advertised on different didn't networks. It say what channel it was on NBC. I it was NBC. Okay. So must see TV. Must see TV. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Must see TV starring the Problem Child. <laughs> Although I mean, yeah. So this one came out in 1995. Mm-hmm. Made for TV film, uh, pretty much. Um, spoiler alert: none of the original people involved, uh, as far as like you know, people creating the film. I think actually maybe there's... or main characters. <laughs> no, well, okay. There's side characters. There's side characters that come back, but no main characters. Sure. Um, and I think that's the first. Uh... No, that's not true. I guess the last film we did was like series we did was all animated so like so them replacing they, people they were as... replacing people like they were i mean i still Legos. i think we still brought it up when they replaced like the main characters it wasn't quite as jarring though because you're like sure. only hearing yeah, their voice for sure so junior is now played by some kid who's worse than the other kid oh what was his name <laughs> justin chapman and and he is now a successful journalist so good on him oh. not junior <laughs> in this movie Justin Chapman. <laughs> Junior has grown up to be a successful journalist. He's actually uh uh what's Superman's friend? Jimmy guy. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. Is um, that right? And, yeah. Okay. And then we get uh no more John Ritter, sadly. Yep. So sad. The great American hero though, that's who we get. William Cat. <laughs> 
Doing his best to pretend he's in a film. He sometimes... <laughs> there are a couple times where he does, like, a John Vitter impression, almost, that I was like, what? oh. When he's, like, wearing a hat the roller ring? No, like, <laughs> the way that he says things, he, like, says them with, like, the same inflection as John Vitter. Yeah. Like, there were a couple times where I was like, oh, man. Yeah, but is that is that acting or is that just sad? <laughs> it's pretty sad, and I didn't. I tried to look up like what other. Do it like Ritter would do it. Do it like Ritter. Do it. Do it like Ritter. No, no, no. Fall down like Ritter. Fall down. Do it. No. Again. Again. Don't hit the table. I did it on do, purpose. Do it like Ritter. Okay. Okay. So then, um, how about that's how all sequels need to be made. Do no, 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 no. Do it like Ritter. Do it like Fivel. We, we wanted Ritter, but he wanted like five million dollars. Do it like Ritter. You thousand dollar asshole. Who was this director that was saying these things? Um, Greg Beeman. <laughs> Putting words in Greg That's Beeman's a great, mouth. Great Greg Beeman uh, impersonation. I think Greg Beeman might direct all sequels, although he actually has a pretty successful TV. He career. did direct the film Bushwhacked. Oh, I watched that movie. <laughs> was it Daniel Daniel Stern? Yeah, Daniel yeah. Stern. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 Okay. That was also in '95. Oh, interesting. Big year for him. Big year. I saw that. I saw Bushwhack in theaters. But yeah, um, Greg Beeman is mostly a, a TV director, but he's directed stuff like uh, Minority Report, Heroes oh. Reborn, an episode of Lucifer, uh, all sorts of stuff. Oh, Minority Report, the TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I, was <laughs> I said. He, he no, lots of Steven, Steven Spielberg <laughs> directed Minority Report. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Greg Beeman directed <laughs> Minority Report? Rumor has Got it. it. Actually, uh, directed by Greg Beeman. <laughs> He was ghostwriter. <laughs> so we uh, open with a storybook, like old Disney animated movies. <laughs> well, it's basically just like a catch up of like it's it's a weird thing in this movie where the things that they kept and the things that they threw out, basically, Problem Child Two didn't happen. Yes, but they did move to Mortville. But they did move to Mortville. Certain yeah. things they kept. There's certain things Mortville. they kept. But like the weird, like I mean, I'm kind of gonna go out of order a little bit on this. That's fine. But it's like. <laughs> Where, like, he, so he's, apparently his wife has dumped him. Yeah. Uh, and... There's there's no reference to Annie or Trixie. Annie or Trixie. But... R.I.P. But uh, Big Ben does say something about his, his wife. Like, this, this is, is why, why your wife dumped yeah, you. This is why your wife dumped you. I think they're talking you. about Flo, then, right? But, but, that's, but also that didn't happen. No, not really. Yeah. And and then they, and all of the, and Mortville being the weird town of single women out of the window as well. Yeah. yeah. Now it's just and town. also, but it's also the town where the sporting goods store still is. Yeah, I guess he's, well, he's bounced back somehow. Big man because somehow bounced back. You would assume that he is maybe still married to Lawanda because she was super rich. Yeah, and maybe that scheme worked, but there's no mention of Lawanda. Yeah, no, it's it seems like it's a thing that they threw out the fir- the second movie, but they forgot that they had changed the town name. They just like, yeah, yeah, they live in Mortville. <laughs> That's right. Like it's like well, it almost feels and like he's a in school. I yeah. will say one thing. Oh yeah, and Murph is there. Yeah. So the Same opening guy. scene Same will guy. be like, who is the most important character other than Junior and Ben? We need to keep, and somehow they decided. Murph. Yeah. Uh, no, they said, who can we get? Yeah. So Murph is back. He's Murph the old, the old, like, 30-year-old guy that's in sixth grade with Junior. <laughs> Apparently, Junior has also been held back a couple times, because if you remember, he was advanced into the sixth grade immediately. Yeah, and in the beginning, he says, like, I'm here serving a five-year sentence. Yeah. So that also, we, also, weird throwback. He's talking about how, like, how shitty his teacher is. 
and there is a, a drawing of her, and she has the same mole as the nun in the first movie. Yeah. I did think that was weird. Yeah. Do you think that that was actually, like, a reference to the first movie, or was it just straight up there, like, you know what would be funny? An ugly mole on a With this broad. movie, I <laughs> do not know. I don't know it was intentional, and I don't know, it seems like that they've, but it's kind of interesting in terms of what they thought were things that made problem child work, and things that they thought they needed to keep, and things that they thought they needed to throw away, which ones of those were actually choices, and which one of those were forced by the budget, I would argue the thing that makes problem child is that annoying-ass kid in John Ritter. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have them, maybe don't make it, but you have Murph, and that's where we're at. You know what they, like, wanted to keep, but, like, couldn't quite make it happen? I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Probably due to budget reasons. <laughs> Back to the bone. So you heard it. I put it in the uh, I put it in the little trailer part because yeah. it opens up the main titles. But throughout this film, there's still every moment like that they want to bring in bad to the bone, but they couldn't like they probably couldn't license it because it was expensive for TV yep. and they probably had like five dollar budget. So every time the bad to the bone thing comes in, it's like. <laughs> like, like, I think that was it. It's like bad to the skin. Yeah, or yeah I, not I all the way to the bone. In my notes, yeah. I was like sad to the bone. Yes, there you go. That's what's better. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I have to eat my words here, too, because narration makes it through all three movies. It's, yes. Turns out narration is a really easy storytelling device that you should never use. Yeah, it's uh, it's bad. So what do we got? We got narration. Yep. We got Murph. We got <laughs> Jack Warden. Yep. And Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> who is somehow a dentist now. Yep. <laughs> Which was pretty crazy. He has the most careers. Of maybe any character in film. <laughs> the thing, the thing that was weird uh, with this one, he clearly he was so like obviously his character likes to be in places where he can torture kids or something. Yeah, yeah. or at least that was more established in the second film. Yep. But uh, with this one, I thought it was weird because at first I was like, is this the same guy? Because at least in Problem Child Two, he seemed to recognize Junior. He definitely recognized knew him. Uh, in, in the third one, I it's don't not clear. Think, no, he did. In the second one, he was like, "What?" The no, no, no. In the yeah. second one for sure. In the, in the second, second one, yeah. one, it is the unclear. third one. He doesn't know. That's who what he I was. Is. That's what I was saying. Like yeah. so the second one, he clearly recognized him, and he was like, "Fuck, get this kid out of here!" In the third one, he's like, "Oh, it's just another kid." Ah. And he even says to like the dad, "Like, oh, Mr. Healy, can I call you Ben?" Like, you know, it's like you've yeah. known him already for like five years, and you can tell they were like really leaning on Gilbert Gottfried in this one because there's like four scenes with him. Do you think go Gilbert Gottfried has a stipulation for in his contract where he's like, "I will totally do these movies if I could do all my scenes with this attractive woman." <laughs> Because he has Maybe. his kiki in the food fight scene. He has, as as I believe you described, a bimbo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the, I thought in it was the last episode. Yeah, it did seem that way. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he has he has a buxom nurse that's yeah. dressed up like a either Animaniacs nurse or mm-hmm. the girl on the cover of the Blink-22 album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. It, I think it was the same girl. Yeah, here's kiki. Um, 
Yeah, so, I, you know, I mean, if you, as far as contract writers go, eh, you know. Yeah, so those are the only things, them. really, that carry over. Uh, I want to, while we're on the subject of Gilbert Gottfried, his dental office is, like, the most frightening thing I've ever seen. Uh, the chairs are all, like, lips with giant teeth oh, yeah. protruding I mean, out of them. it kind of carries over the heightened Tim Burtoniness that we were talking about in Problem Child 2. But only with, but, there. But, but also, well, their house is pretty nuts, too. It's the kind but, of, like... The same, yeah. I was like, it's the kind of thing where, like, you're setting up a dentist's office, and this could happen in real life where somebody is like, oh, the kids will probably think it's fun to sit in the mouth. Yeah. But then, in, in actual practice, it's terrifying it's and terrifying. horrible. It's, 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 I mean, it's awful. Like, it's, it's completely horrifying. It's bad art direction. It's not lit well. And it looks, it looks terrible. And it kind of, that's a gateway into talking about how uneven the tone of this movie is, <laughs> and how... I gave Justin a hard time last episode about how, like, like, well, you like the cartoonish violence in the first one. Like, the second one, it's just, it's just more of that. I'm now on board with you. This, <laughs> this third one takes it to a point where it just, none of, nothing fits together. Nothing yeah. hangs well together. It's, uh... There are some legitimate, exactly, cartoon shots in this film. Yes. Uh, so, plot, I guess, really quick. Uh, he doesn't get along with his teacher. He got her fired. Um, they take him to a therapist who suggests that he does sports, scouts, and cotillion. She, she wants things. him to do activities. Yeah. She, she thinks that, like, hey, there's nothing wrong with him. Like, he just has a lot of energy. Just put him out there and have him do stuff, which basically sets up what Junior's gonna do. And also, basically, his is... It's actually, weirdly, a Scott Pilgrim type story <laughs> yeah, where, he has, where he has to fight uh, uh, <laughs> three boyfriends three boyfriends yes. he has to fight them yeah. <laughs> it really is like, <laughs> that's so, that's really mr. funny mr ben healy like she specifically says sports scouts or something like cotillion junior breaks down the door and says i will not go to this dumb dancing thing and that's the thing that his dad then forces him to go to oh yeah like, of those There's a things. weird sequence with them showering fully clothed. Yeah, after yeah that. I don't know what. This is a this film. I was actually kind of felt a little bit scared of Junior in this film yeah. because <laughs> he seemed to have super strength and crazy powers. Like and you what, mentioned, he kicked down the door and yeah. wanted to murder people. Yeah. Yes. He kicked down the door with like little to no effort. Mm-hmm. He also, uh, you know. Launches people across fields or through walls. Well, so we get so we get to the dance thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, yes, yes. Super strength. Class. I'm just gets, saying. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. And, and I was and, like, and, someone needs to stop this. Guy. And so, he's, <laughs> so he has all of that strength. And then we meet Tiffany, who mm-hmm. is who is the the junior that is his love, the titular love mm-hmm. of the film. Yeah. Okay. That sounds kind of dirty. <laughs> can we? Okay. Can like? Can we just? Uh, I don't know if we need to run down the entire no, no, plot no, for this not. one. Can we just give the basic premise of what happens? Sure. Uh, the, the, yeah, yeah. So so what happens is that Junior sees this girl. He's like, oh my god. Like, it starts fantasizing about their future together. Uh, and then meets, the, like, basically her three, or is it four? It's three, three boyfriends. Three, three dudes who are courting her. Yep. And they are a... An actor? An actor, Quirky? Quirky? Whatever. Yeah, Quirky. Let's quirky. Say that. <laughs> Something like that. Quirky? Uh, uh, a, a scout. Yeah. Uh, military is Duke. Duke. And a Mighty Ducks ripoff kid uh, called Blade. Yeah, they're like, oh, he's the captain of the hockey team and his name's Blade. Yep. And I was like, really? Yeah. But I think it's kind of... Uh, really? Really? 
I think Corky, the actor kid, is somebody from The Little Rascals. Oh. And then um, it was kind of, like, I guess ironic, but the Scout kid is actually the kid that plays, like, the young version of Emilio Estevez in all of the Mighty Ducks movies. Oh, weird. So. That's fun for that casting director. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So basically, Junior's like, ah, this girl must be mine. I have to defeat these kids. Yeah, that's the whole, the whole film is like, a series of him taking on these kids, but he's like, so he's he gets he gets picked up uh, and he's like, oh, like he has his wrench because his dance class goes horribly, and he like looks at uh, uh, I forget which one first kid. He's like, this kid's like thinks he's so hot. I know how to go. I know he thinks he's so cool. I know how to heat him up, and it cuts to him with this kid in an electric chair. Yeah, and he's like. <laughs> like which, hey, electric chair in all three movies. Yes, yeah, right? so consistent. We got that. Uh, and then I forget. The, oh, the next one, kid in front of a firing squad. Yeah, yes. And then the third one, uh, kid uh, getting beheaded, beheaded by an executioner. So to your point, he must be stopped. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? He's daydreaming about like literally murdering these people. This is what I was saying in the last film. He's like trying to kill everyone. I'm coming around. He's evil, you know. So I guess it doesn't quite get there, but. I was going to say one of the legitimately funny things about this movie. Like, this movie does have certain lines that did, I did think were funny. Yeah, there were like two times that I laughed, I think, yeah. if I can find where they were in my notes. <laughs> I have at least one written down. <laughs> I just want to say, like, okay, first of all, I don't know if you guys can tell from our uh, conversation so far, but this movie sucks, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's barely a movie. Yep. It's longer than the first film, but not as long as the second one by like. But a couple it minutes. feels like the longest one in the series. But it's by so far. lifeless and boring, and like it's just bad. Like I don't understand why. Like like whose idea was it this to be the premise of the film? Like I don't understand why after you have uh, a, a sequel that sets up like two problem kids, and they don't even get to really do anything together. Because uh, it ends right after they're like happy ending, boom. Um, like, why wouldn't you have a film where it's the now those two kids together, like causing shit, ruckus all over? I feel place. like it has the exact like whose idea was it? It has, like, has the exact model of like I know prom child. That's the vehicle where we make a made for TV movie where we can just get different sections of all these other popular kids movies at the time. Like we have the hockey movie, we have the camp yeah. movie. It's just like this is our vehicle to get through this and it brings us to a thing that has been consistent uh, in these first few series of bad sequels, the fade out. I mean for this <laughs> one right. for this one it is it is a I mean, both both yeah. of them have been made for TV movies, but it makes for awful storytelling when it comes to these films because yeah. it's basically like here's the sequence Fade out. Here's a new sequence that has yeah. nothing to do with the thing you just saw. Yeah, it's really bad, really bad. But it did, re- it did really feel like that—that that sequel sin of, hey, here's a popular character. Let's shoehorn this into things that we think are popular and have him do these things. Yeah. So a bunch of stuff happens where he basically infiltrates the activities of the three boyfriends and then ruins. Them. I did mean, you like? Did you like any of the? Uh, okay, there was there was. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, why don't we talk about some of the things we liked? Like, mm-hmm. if you guys can remember, I was thinking like, I'm glad I took notes of this movie because I watched it like two days ago and it's already fading from my mind. I literally watched <laughs> it before walking in the door. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I don't remember what happened. I, I think that a thing that I like about it and a thing that's interesting about it is that when you boil the problem child down to the bone. 
Uh, <laughs> is that it really is this it really is this 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 outcast versus you know popular kids type thing where he's like he feels excluded and it, and it is a, a nerds versus jock thing like like that that is what they thought was the essence of this movie mm-hmm. it kind of continues the relationship between junior and his dad kind of continues so it is the things that did make it through are interesting in spite of the hilarious amount of things that didn't and things that they shoehorned in <laughs> yeah. with the pieces that were obviously missing. This one has like almost no um, you know, like character character progression at all. Like I no. swear I swear William Cat has like uh, you know, you know, there's about like three heart to hearts per film, and <laughs> in this yeah. one he has three more heart to hearts with Junior. Um, where I swear to God, he says some of the same exact, like, they might have been word for word from the first he, film. He absolutely does, yeah. And, and, and it's just like, this exact scene again? Like, what? I feel like there's at one point where it was it was in the uh, uh, therapist's office, which this movie doesn't like therapists, by the way. Oh my God, uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that was another holdover. Like, we got, oh no, that was a cut scene of Michael Richards looking at the ink blots. That was oh, a yeah. deleted scene. But yeah. yeah, this time they have Junior looking at ink blots, and he's like, it's an ink blot! plot for like every single picture and yeah at least he wasn't like uh oh wait no that was uh sorry <laughs> was that this movie where he was like calling everybody dames no yeah, yeah this movie does, oh, yeah. Dames. Yeah. but i don't i don't think he did that in the other films i was like is he like a 1930s <laughs> he called the wanda a bitch but other yeah but he was that, never like what's he... the deal with dames and he said this broad isn't i don't remember what he said but he was using lots of weird this terms. Third, none of the films have been too kind to women, but this one really like took the misogyny cake and ate it. I think they like, were like, I think in this mm, film too, they were like, cake. they gave Junior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you like. <laughs> oh god! Uh, I was saying, I think in this film too, they gave Junior like. 50% more lines. And so I was like, God, he's even more annoying now. He's even more annoying. He talks way more. Very he... anti- the whole movie is very anti-female. Like It really is. The, the, the teacher, the whole thing about, like, he never even t- spoke to this girl directly before going after her three boyfriends. Like, yeah. no clue yeah. whether or not. I mean, the old lady, like, teacher, he's really bad, too. Um, Murph cross-dresses as his sister, like, Bertha. Bertha at some point. Um, Who's, uh, who is madly in love with Junior, apparently, or yeah. she's got the hots for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, uh, the therapist well. ends up becoming a love interest for mm-hmm. uh, Ben Healy, and uh, she's being stalked by her crazy ex-boyfriend, who's the scout leader, and she's just kind of like, oh, well, you know, like, and, like... They have to battle also. I well, think at one point she says, I'm not a prize to be won. But then she's like, okay, but go ahead and fight. And she's <laughs> you know? cheering on the entire <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. And she, yeah, she's, she's, it's a weird thing where she should be like, oh, like I'm, I'm, I'm a doctor. I do these things. There's this really awful joke of, so basically she's a love interest for Ben Healy. Uh, then the Scoutmaster is trying to beat the shit out yeah. of Ben Healy because he's like, that's my ex-wife. <laughs> like we're meant to be she's together. And no, then not we, even I, ex-wife, just ex-girlfriend. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when when she was talking, when she's describing their relationship, she was oh, like, it was, it was complicated and whatever, but then I had to end it because his insurance ran out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is 
Because because she was counseling him because she said that he was he was he felt uh, uh, it's pretty messed up. Yeah, it was. It's it's the a, whole thing. All the women I mean, are awful. They're, like which that was one thing that the, was good about the second movie is that Annie and Trixie were actually sure, legit but there were but there people. were awful women in that movie. There were yeah. <laughs> all the movies are mean spirited. Yeah, yeah. every but single particularly one, particularly towards women. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, <laughs> one of the legitimately funny things throughout the entire series to me, and like maybe you guys disagree, is Jack Warden. Yeah, I think Jack He's... Warden is fucking hilarious. <laughs> he doesn't give a crap about continuity. <laughs> He's just like I'm here to be a creepy old man and make yeah. jokes. Like the first one, he wasn't particularly creepy, but the second one, he got like slightly creepier with like the girls in the hot tub and yeah. him hitting on the Wanda. And this one, he just. L- Fully leans into the creepy. Yeah. He um, has made himself the mascot for his own brand of like muscle milk. Yeah, they're like workout videos. Workout videos. Yeah, and but we first see him and he's oh, he's God. in his he's in his mansion. So he didn't lose his money at this point. So right. like prom child two again out the window. Well. Maybe. He's back to being all Americana themed. No yep. more green money themed. Yep. It's all American, which yep. is something that Lawanda had kind of. So. Yeah. True. She might still be around, but they don't mention her. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> I couldn't get Lorraine. I'm just Cameron. saying. Uh, and so what, what he's doing is, is he's having, he's having a boxing, which he also boxes in Dirty Work, uh, which is a great movie. <laughs> uh, and he's boxing his... Latina his, maid. His, Quote Latina maid, <laughs> <laughs> who is wearing like a, a costume, like, made a, like, outfit. A, like a sexy maid outfit. Yeah, and and uh, greatest American hero comes in, <laughs> little Ben Healy, <laughs> um, and he's like, "What are you doing, Dad? You're gonna hurt your boxing." And he's like, "I always like I always fight, like to fight a Latina, like if they have fire." <laughs> and he's just boxing this maid, so messed up, and it's insane, and it's it's genuinely hilarious. And then later when he's for some reason, babysitting Junior, he is going through the mail order bride he's, catalog. He's getting drunk, and he starts calling the Philippines. <laughs> yeah, and then it cuts away to to little Ben's date, and then it cuts back, and he's on the phone with a German girl. Yeah, he's calling <laughs> mail order brides. So maybe he's like, Luanda, oh, I like your voice. Then. Yeah, maybe Wanda is out of the picture, but he's calling. Mail order bride sex hotlines, basically. Yeah. That character would not care if Luana was in or that's out of the true. picture. <laughs> yeah, Especially true. in the problem child universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he gets trapped in a closet and dies. dies. Yep. He, uh, Junior, <laughs> Junior locks him, him in the closet, <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter type closet and covers up uh, the closet with Beeman's quick drying cement. So the director named a fake brand of cement <laughs> after himself. Easter oh, egg! Oh, I didn't even God. notice that. I think it's named. Whoa, you actually watched this movie? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think we were Damn. supposed to watch. I didn't think we were supposed to watch. I thought we were just supposed to read a Wikipedia summary. I just thought it was uh, <laughs> kind of like audacious of the director to give himself an easter egg like he's like i'm yeah. like john lasseter or you know i guess john lasseter didn't exist back then but you know so you know he's like i'm wait, such you're, an wait you're surprised that a director has an ego yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm surprised that greg beeman <laughs> well, stop taking beeman down a <laughs> typical beeman <laughs> Um, no, 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 no. Show the can. Show the can of cement. Show it. Or a bag of cement. Uh, do they come in cans? I don't know. Demons comes in cans. Demons comes in cans. So You heard it here, folks. Apologies to Greg Beeman. Yeah. At some point, yeah. uh, you know, Junior's carrying out these three various plans. 
And uh, at some point, he has to get braces because Gilbert Gottfried is trying to get money. So he showed. <laughs> I thought you were going to say because he's in this movie, so he, uh, <laughs> so he has to go there. Yes, he, he showed uh, Mr. Healy a horse teeth uh, X-ray <laughs> yeah. instead of a human X-ray, just Which to is, force him to get braces. He's like, he's got Appaloosa something really yeah. Yeah. nervosa. It ended in nervosa. Oh, yeah. I never that. Yeah. I think it was Appaloosa gingivitis nervosa, yeah. and I was like. Ugh. <laughs> So Junior gets braces, which only causes him to be more mocked by the various Which makes sense kids. because they're the most horrifying braces I've ever seen. They're horrifying yeah. braces, and which does kind of play into, like, I mean, where the first film did use, like, themes of adoption and, and kids feeling left out and, and kind of, like, it was heightened of kids being mean, but kids are mean. Mm-hmm. And so it was this heightened version of, like, everyone who had braces could be embarrassed with them that time, and you could have done something that was... Like the first movie, or even the second movie, to a little to lesser degree, of hey, like we're really playing on kids feeling like outsiders, and and there's a universal thing of getting back at people who who exclude you. Not this movie, but but that's the idea. Yeah, the first one was like, oh, he's adopted. The second one was like, oh, he's new in town, and the third one is like, oh, he's, he's in love. God, <laughs> yeah. Um, the braces wasn't oh, also, even that big of a deal. The bow tie is back all the time, even though oh, yeah, he, even when he's wearing a hockey jersey. Yeah, he discarded his bow tie yeah. after his uh, run in with Michael Richards, but now it's he's because when you're at this back. point, you have to you have to like boil it down to like. What do people think of when they think of problem child? And they're like, they think of the bow tie, and they think of the devil, and they think That's of... True. They think of John Ritter. Wait, fuck. And <laughs> and they think like, of Bad oh, to the Bone. They think God of, damn no, it. No, <laughs> no they, think of, they think of Greg Beeman. <laughs> yeah. That's who they think. I mean, yeah, yeah, probably like, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We recast the kid. People won't know who he is unless we put this bow exactly, tie on exactly. him. Exactly, exactly. If he was just a looking normalized kid, people would be like... I thought he wore a bow tie. Someone, <laughs> someone in a boardroom somewhere at NBC said, "Ah, come on, all gingers look the same." Yeah. <laughs> oh God, it's true. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, can I say like there was one part that I actually laughed at? Okay, okay. Uh, and had to pause the film because I was laughing. Is it Peter Pan? No. Oh, okay. Uh, some of that was funny though, but <laughs> I actually laughed really hard. So, uh, like we were saying, he goes around and like gets back at all these kids, right? And so. Um, one of the kids he has to get back at uh, is the hockey guy. Yep. And the first time he goes to play hockey with them, and it's like roller hockey or whatever. Yeah. Like, he goes and plays with them, and they're like, yeah, we'll let you play, as they like pound their fists like, yeah. yeah. A strobe light flashes every time that he gets exactly. hit Exactly. They attack him with lightning sticks. <laughs> I don't know how it happens, <laughs> but they're like, all right, let's go. And as soon as they start going, instead of like playing hockey, they just smack him over they the head. They just beat the shit out of him, yeah. Yeah, and every time he gets hit, yeah, it flashes lightning. Um, and so he comes back later uh, and is like, I'm going to fuck them up. Well, actually, sorry. There's a whole, there's a whole scene where he's like practicing. Unlike any other prank, it's like, I know what I'll do. Like it should, like none of the movies show them have any discipline, do anything. Yeah. And then this prank where he's going to beat the hockey kid blades, who is literally wearing like Mighty Ducks colors. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to practice and get real buff and work really hard. Yeah. Which is like not a thing that Junior does. But also like. There's, uh, there's not really a prank involved. He's just no. kind of like, oh, they beat me up, so I'm gonna beat them up. But he uh, does put glue. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I liked during the, <laughs> I liked during the practice scene. He's like practicing, uh, you know, aiming his puck shots at his head. Yeah. And then in the final one, he hits it and it explodes. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, he's gonna be using like explosive pucks. To- like, kill these dudes? I mean, that didn't end up being the case. Yeah. I did like when they go to the hockey game and. Um, 
Little Ben and Big Ben are in the stands, and Junior's on, I think, the blue team or something, and Ben's like, let's go red team! And he, and Little Ben's like, no, Dad, he's on the blue team. And he's like, I know! Go ahead. Well, I was going to get to, so the part that I thought was really hilarious, his plan is in action. He's put the glue on the dude's face or whatever. Or on the hockey mask, yeah. so it sticks to the dude's face. <laughs> his plan is in action. Like, as soon as they're like, alright, let's start! He just starts beating the shit out of everyone. They're like, oh, what the and the ref comes over and he's like, hey, yeah, you can't do that. And he goes, fuck you, and hits him with a, his hockey stick. And the ref goes flying. And then he finally sets his eyes on um, Blade. Blade. And he hits the puck so hard that Blade, <laughs> oh, yeah. Blade like gets launched back through the net of the goal, through the edge of the rink, out the building, and flies through the air straight into... Uh, an ambulance that had the doors open straight to an ambulance he lands in the ambulance doors close and the ambulance f- drives off like nothing happens and I, I, I thought that was like I mean it was a cartoon but I thought it was kind of funny it was just like <laughs> I, have, I have two things with this right okay so Problem Child 2 we did make the joke about how he was ruining the party how he would just throw things yeah. and they made a giant bit about like sight gags of where things are flying yeah and that hap- that persists in this movie. That's that's a visual language that they kept true yep, yep. with that, and it was actually really really funny. And I agree. But secondly, in the first movie, in the Little League game, he just beats the shit out of everybody as well, and he didn't have that's to do true. any yeah, training. Yeah. yeah, that's true. He didn't have to train at all. Well, and they do the- he didn't have to. He just had to run with the bat with the hockey thing. He had be- on skates. Maybe uh, he wasn't on skates in the training. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> no. They do the they do, they do the same kind of thing where like they they. Uh, they show them swinging at the dude, and then, like, when you hear him go, Ugh! and then all of his hockey equipment yeah, goes flying in the air, yeah. which is the same thing that happened in the first film. Yep. Uh, I think it was the first film. Yep. Where, uh, yeah, he beats the guys, and all yep. the gloves go yep. flying in there. Yep. The other thing about the Callback hockey game. Callback shot. Mm-hmm. The other thing about the hockey game weird, is that right? Junior, like, it actually does that. Um, Super weird. Junior broke the, the fourth wall, like, when he was putting glue in the hockey mask. He, like, looked up at the camera and, oh, like, yeah. raised his eyebrows. Like, he, what's that I, sound effect called? The, like, I didn't like that either. Yeah. I didn't like that either. That was the wall. only time no, he no, did that, really? No, no, oh, okay. he, does, he does it later uh, at Quirky's at house. Oh, okay. But, I mean, that was the only time he did it in the film's. He didn't do it in the films prior. Right? No, not the films no, prior. Yeah. He never went like I'm a problem child. But at the right same the time, screen. at the same time, narration does that. Yeah, I yeah, guess. that's true. I didn't like it though. No, I, the dumb. movie in general. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, uh, one, so <laughs> I, I do want to talk about this Peter Pan sequence. Okay, okay, okay. So the child actor kid, um, they decide to put on a production of Peter Pan, which is. Completely ludicrous. So Tiffany is going to be Wendy, Corky is going to be Peter Pan, and Junior, because the teachers don't like him, he has to be a weed. So he's like a tumbleweed, and all the kids are like woodland creatures. And the show starts, and this was like one of the few times I laughed out loud in this movie. Uh, Ben Healy is sitting in the audience with the, the therapist lady or whatever as their date. And he gets out a camera and he goes, do you think they would mind if I took a snapshot? And then every single parent <laughs> in the crowd lifts up like a giant 80s camcorder or like a huge camera. And he's like, oh. Like that was one of the few times that I was like, that's a joke that's like 
funny on its own without being about Junior, really, at all. So, I don't know. I just like that. And then they start Peter Pan, and it has nothing to do with Peter Pan. It's just like, <laughs> There's windy. a kid in a panda costume. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a rainbow in the background. Like, it's just like windy, supposedly windy in the forest, and then Peter Pan just like appears, and is like, I'm Peter Pan. And he sings a song which, like, I guess we, like... Because they couldn't afford Bad to the Bone, they really just used as many uh, public domain songs as possible. I didn't write them all down because I didn't figure it out until like halfway through the movie. But like at some point, they use Carmen and like oh, yeah. they use other public domain songs. But Peter Pan is like in the mood. They're like Peter Pan, dinner, Peter yeah, Pan. He's like, he's like. I wrote down uh, there's lyrics where he's like, first name's Peter, last name's Pan, and yeah. then everyone in the background's like Peter Pan. Yeah, the chorus, <laughs> like, what the the chorus is like in the mood. It's just a, a public. Yeah. Like domain jazz standard and it's just like are you kidding me like it had nothing to do with Peter Pan it's like it's not that I guess because then maybe they would have had to pay rights to the J.M. Barry estate yeah. or something but it was ridiculous um, but that's where we get Junior's supposed tagline for this movie because he ruins the Peter Pan show and has Corky flying everywhere he ruins the ropes and then he gets up and goes now that's entertainment oh, right. which is apparently the tagline on the the box cover, right? Yeah, on the DVD. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even think about that. Uh, I don't remember him saying that, but I just thought, like, when the, I looked at the cover art, I was like, it says in parentheses, or in quotes, now that's entertainment. <laughs> Not, no exclamation point or anything, just like, I need a minute, I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess because this is a TV movie, they definitely included a lot more, like, pop culture jokes. Like, Junior what? made a lot of, like, wordplay things. Like, he talked about Jurassic Park and, um, which was like two years before this, I think, and I don't know. But he made a lot the more. The Jurassic Park joke was really funny to me because he was like, "You making fun of my sister?" He's like, "No, I insulted a T Rex." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was, is if uh, you don't if you didn't know what that scene was, that made no sense to you. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, pretty stupid. I don't know. <laughs> so I was actually thinking earlier today that I was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> what? You better tell the Just, people now. Justin has a, a note uh, uh, on the Peter Pan performance <laughs> that is an Arrested Development uh, reference. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you're saying the 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 play was weird. I typed like, this version of Peter Pan is messed up. I'm like, it's like, you're a crook, Captain you're Hook. You're a crook, Captain Hook, yeah. <laughs> it was, like, it was it, totally it like very that. much is. <laughs> yeah. That had more merit than, than, than this, because that was at least like, a maritime reference. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking, like, uh, you know, this movie... So it was a made-for-TV film, and as far as I know, like... Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I couldn't find, like, ratings for it or anything, but I, I, I doubt it was very popular. They haven't made anything more, uh, you know, as far as the Problem Child franchise goes. There was a pilot, but it didn't go. Um, and I was actually kind of surprised that this film was streaming on HBO Go. I was like, yeah, I was like, how is this even here? Like, cause I, cause you can't like, you can't just go and like rent it on Amazon Vudu. You can't buy a DVD. I, I went on Amazon looking for reviews of the film from like random people. And the only available copies are like these region two DVDs and a bunch of dumbass people <laughs> tried to buy them. <laughs> and there's all these reviews like, Dang it, I waited for three weeks for this to get here, and it doesn't play in my Sony B-5536 <laughs> Blu-ray player. I, and I really wanted to know how this film, this series ended. I guess it's just like the studio packaged them as one I mean, package and, and sold the streaming to I've HBO. never heard people yeah. complain more about dodging a bullet. 
Right. <laughs> well, I guess it, it's probably all owned by the same like production company or something. So yeah, like sure. It. But it's just like it's the same. Studio. It's just like who's watching this movie? Yeah. Well, I mean, we are <laughs> we are in our loyal. Fabulous listeners. Yes. As, as the music supervisor extraordinaire that you are, is there a possibility like that the TV movie when it aired had the real music or had better music, and then for the but when they wanted to sell it for streaming, they uh, they put in. It's possible, the, but I doubt it. Okay. For this. Like, is it cheaper to? I, it is right. It's cheaper to license if they were to license Bad to the Bone for the TV movie than it would be for a theatrical release. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, um, for sure, but uh, I, 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 it doesn't seem like because there, because there's no like there's no point in the film where there's like other songs like playing on the radio. Or they whatever. they wouldn't have had more money to recut the movie with a different soundtrack. Well, you know, well, I mean, like just to throw in public domain songs. Like, yeah, my guess is it was like that to begin with. Yeah. Okay. Also, I, I didn't look up who did the. Actually, I did look up who did the music, but it was nobody I could have heard of. Yeah. But the score is so terrible. The whole yeah. film, it's like it's awful. It's like <laughs> just like that, pretty much. Oh shit! You did it. Yeah, it was me, guys. <laughs> You were nine. Junior's like, I'm gonna get this guy back. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Pretty much. I guess. And then every once in a while, it's like. <laughs> 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 it goes. <laughs> the whole end credits is that terrible. It song. was pretty. I should just put that at the end of the episode. You really should. I might do it. It was pretty close I'm sorry, though. Like it, it did evoke the same mood. Like if you weren't listening for the distance, you for the difference, you may not have noticed. Yeah, like, yeah. Like uh, if you, as a, a lay, if a layman's, you know, point of like view. Like if you hadn't just watched Problem Child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you put this film on while you're doing something else, like. No, if you're, if you're a functioning else. member of society, <laughs> <laughs> then you might not know the difference, but then you would not be watching this movie. Yeah. You know um, what, honey? Let's finally finish that problem yeah. show series tonight. <laughs> it's on HBO. You've been, you've been saying we should finish something. So, I hear he falls in love. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> it all, the climax, climax of the film is a big confrontation between the scout leader, ex- Ex of the therapist and his son versus Ben and Junior. It's a manhood battle it's, or whatever it's a says. tough mutter uh tough mutter. Type. Like they had some of the same <laughs> obstacles as tough mutter. I was like maybe it's tough just mutter a was basic, inspired by this. It's just a freaking basic like uh corporate boot camp obstacle it's, course. It, it's kind <laughs> of like an episode of Wet Hot American Summer. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah totally, a little bit is. Totally. Except but, but, Junior did rig the monkey bars to be electrocuting, no, so Ju- I was like, oh, it's like a tough mutter. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Junior straight up murdered all these kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before before we get to this point. And then it's like, hey dad, like we're gonna do something. I did um, like when Ben was trying to like uh, get in the zone for the relay race or whatever. There's a like a montage of people yelling at him saying, Oh, you got yeah, no that's rest. right. It's super fucked oh up. God. Oh, it was I like forgot about his this. Dad, like, you see his dad yelling at him like, You've got no guts. And then you see... The Scoutmaster. The Scoutmaster saying, You've got no guts. And then all of a sudden it cuts... To a, a hotel room hooker with a whip saying, you've got no guts. And you're like, what? Okay, that was like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it came out of nowhere. This? It came out of nowhere. It said it was TVPG at the beginning, you guys. I'm upset. Yeah. Well, I would actually, it would be, A, if you watched this as a kid with your family, you have a fear of the dentist. 
That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, we didn't mention... You have a thing about whips. Yeah, you, know, you have a thing about whips. And you hate women. So, <laughs> yeah. congratulations on voting for Trump. <laughs> Those people oh are now our age. Yep. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, that was weird. But anyways, they somehow win because Junior basically rigged, booby-trapped every single obstacle on the course. They, they, uh, the final thing he does is because, you know, the Scoutmaster and his son, Duke... Whose name is Duke? Duke. Duke. Because I like that, that scene too. Duke walks up to Junior and he's like, hey, dork. And Duke's like, it's Duke. And not dork, it's Duke! And he screams really loud and I was like, holy shit, man. Also, like, brief aside, like, the scouts in this are called prairie dogs and they wear, like, desert camo or whatever. Oh, but, yeah. like, they have, like, a prairie dog, like, chant and they bark like dogs. And it's yeah. like, wait a minute. Yeah, that like, also kind someone of never read a zoo book. Um, but the the final thing he does is they, the end of the thing is a canoe race, and they're going, 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 and all of a sudden, like, the Scoutmaster and Duke start slowing down, and it turns out that they were attached to, like, a bungee cord or something. That was attached to a truck. Yeah. It's attached to a bungee cord that's attached to a truck. And then, <laughs> another fun sight gag, thing flying through the air, yeah. and then Chuck, <laughs> cut to Jack Warden yelling at his maid, I'm hungry. Yeah. And then, the dad and Duke end up in, in a canoe. canoe on Jack Warden's American Because apparently, flag. his house is just right over there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, on his dinner table, and then he has a fork and a knife, and he's like, I'll try anything once. <laughs> I know! I was like, oh my Jack, god. Jack Horton had all the best moments in this he's gonna movie. Eat, he's, he's gonna, gonna eat him. this person. Um, so due to his successful murdering and maiming of the three boys, Junior now gets to dance with Tiffany at the costume ball, which he has... Pulled out and dusted off his little Satan costume. Again. Yeah. Uh, He's wearing the same costume from the first film. Yep. So they're dancing and uh, turns out that Tiffany, now that we finally get to talk to her and see what she's about, is a huge jerk. Mm-hmm. Like all the women in this movie, uh, she's... Super vapid. Yeah. And all and about she herself. is all about her hair and she only wants Junior to give her dumb compliments and so he gets tired of her. And uh, hooks her dress up to a statue, and she walks away, and it gets ripped off her. She's wearing shockingly comprehensive underwear underneath the dress, yeah. uh, so that we don't have to see a little girl naked. I know, <laughs> I was god. like, oh god, what's gonna happen? Yeah, um, she may be Mormon, because uh, she's wearing like a tank top and shorts underneath <laughs> it might, her. It might be network TV. Yeah. Let's, let's not knock the Mormons. <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah, yeah. We've done it before. Must see TV. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's wearing, like, a full bodysuit of underwear. Um, and then... <laughs> Let's obsess about That's this. a weird thing to be talking about. If you were a girl, you would realize that no one would wear that much underwear under a unless, full dress. Un- unless it was made for TV. Yeah, exactly. Yes, but... <laughs> no, no, no. She wouldn't be wearing that. Neither, neither would a tree fall on someone and have it hammer them into the ground like a knife. Yeah. So, uh, I guess the happy that ending... Was, that was so dumb. ...is that Junior meets a little girl who has red hair and braces and is dressed up as a witch. The end. <laughs> Sad to the bone plays over the Sad entrance. Sad to the bone. <laughs> yeah. It would have been better if it was, like, in a minor <laughs> key and, like, scary. <laughs> 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 Pretty much like that. Uh, 
So, other violent things that happened in this movie, but I think that, that, that there are... We almost covered everything. Right? We, no, we, no, we did. I think that it's interesting, the things that, that carry through every single movie. Oh, one thing that was our favorite part of the other movies that barely gets to happen in this movie is... Fake animals being real animals. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. I did forget to mention during Peter Pan, the only thing I found was close to that was when he was uh, throwing around Peter Pan on the rope. It very clearly would change from like the child well, to a this... full adult <laughs> stuntman, from like a large yeah. stuntman, and then another yeah. side would be the kid, and then it would be like a so, large stuntman, and then we the did, kid. We, same thing would happen when Corky was riding his horse, but we did get one fake animal when Corky is sitting on the horse. It's obviously a... Like, like, there's a close-up of him where he's sitting on, like, a prop horse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I also I also did notice that the first scene with Jack Warden, you can see Nippy on the piano in the background. Yeah, Nippy's, really? on the, yeah, yeah. Nippy's oh. stuffed on the piano <laughs> <in> the <laughs> Nippy's <background>. taxidermy <laughs> version of himself is behind him. So but again... Nippy didn't even die in the second movie. No. No, but I guess, yeah, I don't know. So, so again, that's the thing that, that carried over from the second movie. Do you think it was the same prop? It looked like the same it prop. It was the same <laughs> prop, yeah. My guess it would be the same prop. Yeah. Um, another thing I read that was really interesting is um, apparently Greg Beeman did all the stunts in the film. What? Oh, interesting. I'm just making this up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Beeman's doing the stunts. Oh, no, no, no. You were thinking about Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Zack Snyder, um, did anybody notice no. that um, Gilbert Gottfried was wearing the Watchmen button on his dental jacket? I did not notice jacket? That, no. Yeah. Well, he did was... it actually have the... the... Blood drip on it? Yes. Why would I say it was yeah. the Watchmen button if it was just a happy face? I don't know. Because you didn't know? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> you guys now hate women as much as this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, Dr. Peabody was wearing a Watchmen button. Did we talk about, um, I don't think we mentioned actually yet, but the, the guy who wrote this movie, uh, Michael Hitchcock, is actually not only a writer... But he's also an actor. And really fucking funny. Yeah, and he is uh, currently, you know, executive producing and writing on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and he's in all of the Christopher Guest movies. He's in Waiting for Guffman. He's yeah, he in, was in Glee. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's one of those guys, he's definitely one of those actors that you're like, oh, that guy, but you yeah. don't know his name. Yeah. Which is what I did when I looked him up. I was like, oh, that guy. But uh, I just thought that was really funny. Like, uh, um, let me see if I can get you a photo here. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's... He's the uh, teacher of the deaf uh, choir in Glee. Yeah, yeah. He's, but he's done lots but of yeah, stuff. Lots and of everything. It's, it's just interesting to see, uh, you know, where people have gone from... Yeah, I mean, and there's... there's from problem there child There are three. some lines in this movie that are funny, and there are things that are mean-spirited, and it, like, that feels like a satire. It reads... It, the movie really does feel like a script that I thought would have been funny if I wrote it when I was 19. Yeah. I would have loved were Trixie to be back and it was Junior and Trixie. That's what I was saying. Screwing up people. Yeah. And then maybe if you still want to keep the Junior and love thing, maybe Junior gets a girlfriend and Trixie then like, tortures them. This is the like, kind of that thing. That would have been funny. I, I'm sure we'll run into this, you know, with more sequels as we go. Yeah. But I don't like when it seems like there's a very clear, like, through line that you could create to the next sequel. And they just are like, no, fuck that. We want to do our own thing. Like, uh, we're going to have. You know, we're yeah. gonna have Junior in space for some reason. Junior in space. That but probably like, would have been the next film, Junior in space. But I think Junior that, that X. like Junior X. That, <laughs> Sorry. Regardless, regardless of what we thought of of Problem Child two, like it did carry those characters forward. It mm -hmm. did set up an arc, like you said. Yep. Like, it, and and there could have been a third 
thing there. Like, yeah. easily. Well, and I think one of the main things that I said I liked about Problem Child 2 was that Junior was no longer worrying about Ben abandoning him, and so it was able to, like, get to the next level, where this one, he's back to being like, you don't want me anymore, you're gonna send me away, and yeah, you know, like, it was just like, what? Was he even like that? He was, no, uh, he, was, he did uh, say that once. Like, he was, like, oh, mostly only about, now. like, only about, like, killing these kids. He's yeah, like, you know, he, he wasn't even, like, you don't, wasn't, you don't understand me, it was just, like... I mean, I guess he tried to run away twice, but, like... Yeah, and then, like, there is no plot line at all for Ben Healy, like... Yeah. yeah. He's not... He's uh, yeah, nothing. The, he's well, back, he and he's back, really he's back at the sporting he's goods store. He's working at the sporting goods thing, which is sad, and, like, yeah. But and they still live in a weird, crazy house. Yeah. Where there's, like, cement just sitting around. <laughs> yeah, number Beans. nine. Cement. Their address is still 911. Right. That was from the second movie. I mean, that's a pretty funny joke to keep. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, wait. What if they lived at 911? Whatever happened. Never forget. When no one ever calls 911 in the movie. That's the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. Um, yeah, so uh, final verdict on this film, you guys. What do you think, Tyler? Uh, I think that it was a horrible film. That gave us some interesting things to talk about in terms of what gets carried over to sequels and what people think that actually makes a franchise in that way. And I think that, uh, although it was dog shit, we're in for a whole lot worse. And so I hope you guys keep listening. Yeah. I, th- I do think this is the worst movie that we've watched so far. It's worse so, than well. all the Fivals. Um, and it's definitely the worst of the Problem Child series. Yeah. Um, uh, I also hated this film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just going to say, uh, overall for the Problem Child franchise, if you're going to watch one, watch the first one. If you really love it, watch the second one, but you don't have to. I like the second one. I, I also like the second one, but I, I, I have a nostalgic, uh, uh, yeah, lean see, yeah, I it. guess if you had seen it in the past, like that. Just makes, watch the first two. The first two are fine. Yeah. I um, guess. I guess. But no, only watch the first one. So, <laughs> stay tuned. Follow us on Facebook and follow us at Sequel Rights on Twitter. We will be announcing our next franchise very, very soon. Yeah, we'll be back with a new one next week. We probably should have announced it now, but we haven't talked about it yet. It's going to be Species. <laughs> no, it's probably going to be Species, species. alright? Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> this could change. Don't, don't, uh... Um, but that, it's looking like it's going to be Species. Yeah. But uh, if you guys have any suggestions... Also, feel free to shoot us an uh, email at sequelrights at gmail.com. Please, please tell your friends about the podcast and subscribe to us on iTunes, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. And leave us a review and rate us. That would be super great. We do we have a review. You guys. We have a one review. Yeah, we got one review from a Todd. Thank you, Todd. Todd. Thank you, Todd241 or whatever. Yeah, you might be my friend, Todd, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anybody named Todd, so... Todd, you're my friend. I'm taking it. Yeah. Todd's my favorite. Todd's my favorite. Uh, So, uh, thank you guys for listening, and as always, we want to thank uh, my brother Jordan for the music at the top of the show. I am going to leave you all with Sad to the Bone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Well, I guess that wraps things up. So, until next time, this is Junior Healy saying, So long, sucker.